What's up, everyone? It's the Love, the Jam, the podcast. I'm Japan. Come to you as always with Rob. How you doing, Rob? I'm doing pretty well, Shap. Uh, you know, I have a couple days off for the holidays, which is absolutely fantastic. Super well needed. Uh, how are you doing? I am doing pretty well. We're also here with uh, Lucas Hahn, who uh, from Clips Nation fame. Uh, how you doing, Lucas? I'm great. It's it's always great to come back to the Lob the Jam. I, I miss it when I'm not on, believe it or not. Yeah, we miss you too. And this is a special episode. As you guys know, there's been some changes uh, regarding SB Nation and Clips Nation, and, and uh, we're trying to start a new community called Two and Three Hoops, and uh, kind of let I'll kind of let Lucas talk about it a little bit more. We'll be spending a lot of this episode just sort of talking about this transition and what we're going through as a community, and what, more importantly, uh, you guys as our listeners in our community will uh, be going through uh, yourselves. So, Lucas, you want to talk a little bit about what Two and Three Hoops is and this whole transition we're going through? Yeah. So I'm, you know, we, I think Robert and I, uh, if I can you know, congratulate ourselves a little bit. We both worked hard on this in the last week or so. Uh, have done a pretty good job of turning a bad thing into a good thing. Um, so a week ago, you know, we woke up, or I suppose Robert in Michigan was probably already awake. Um, but I woke up to the news that all of our jobs were ending with S Nation and Vox Media uh, on Twitter as it, as it would happen. Um, but so we, you know, we wake up to this news and we're thinking, okay, what are we going to do? How, how do we move forward? Because the Clips Nation is not going to exist anymore. Um, but this community, you know, means a lot to both Robert and I who have been commenting long before we were writing game recaps, long before we became like editors in the positions that we're in now. So, you know, I really felt like sort of a sense of urgency to come up with a way to make like to keep the community alive to make something happen so that we could keep meeting and it has not been easy and there's been a lot of hours put into this over the last week um, and a lot of phone calls and a lot of you know tapping into some different resources that I have for advice but we have it now Um, we're going to have 213hoops.com a new Los Angeles Clippers blog and community it is going to be independent. There's not going to be some corporate overlord. Uh, there's, you know, there's not going to be a paywall. It's just going to be a Clippers fan owned Clippers blog and community. We're going to keep bringing all the amazing content that we had before. We are going to pay everyone who writes on the site for their submissions, even if it is modest pay. We are going to start a sports blog that pays people on day one for every post they write, which is unprecedented, I believe. Um, and so, so we're going to, we're going to keep the community going. We're going to kind of, you know, I, I love clips nation. I think clips nation is amazing, but I think that we have a chance with two and three hopes to kind of fulfill the potential of clips nation. Like what we always hoped clips nation could be. And we kind of had these limits put on us by SB nation and, there was always some crummy stuff going on and they never gave us back enough money from the ad revenue we brought in. Now we're in a position to kind of make the blog that Clippers fans deserve and fulfill that potential and that vision for what Robert and I have been trying to make Clips Nation into for a long time now. 
Yeah. So if I don't know what Patreon is, and really before this, I, I didn't. What is what is what is contributing to Patreon really even mean for the community members who are listening right now? Sure. So so we have a Patreon for the new site. This is part of our our mission of um, paying everyone who writes for the site and making sure that this site is going to be sustainable for us long term. Right. So basically for me, this has been like starting a small business. So I like have an attorney for the first time in my life. Um, like I have to file an LLC with the state of California, which costs like $900. And so all of, all of these things that were not done under clips nation when, when we were part of this big corporate machine are things that we're going to have to kind of do on our own now with two one three hoops. And so especially because we don't have any ad revenue yet, but even once we get ad revenue, we don't know how much it will be and we want this Patreon to supplement it. The Patreon is a subscription service that allows our readers and our podcast listeners, our community members, our supporters, our social media followers to basically sign up for a monthly subscription to the site that you, you know, you can choose how much you want to pay. So if you can't afford a subscription or you check the site sometimes, but you're not a big fan, you don't have to pay it all. You can still come to the site, access all the content. And depending on, you know, your ability to support the site and how invested you are in the community, there are different levels that you can contribute and pledge a certain monthly amount basically to give us like, an additional stable source of revenue um, so that we can build out what's being offered on the site content-wise, keep our servers up, keep our podcasts coming in with good equipment, uh, keep paying our writers for their excellent work. So Patreon is basically just that. It's a monthly subscription service. You get to pick how much you want to give. Even if it's $1 a month, our community is so strong and it runs so deep. If everybody who listens to this podcast every week just gave $1 a month to keep the blog going, we would be making, you know, it, it would really, it would make it possible in a way that it's not possible without fan support. Uh, so we launched our Patreon this morning. We are, uh, I think, you know, we talked about this before the show. We've done better on the first day than we thought we would do on the first day, but we definitely still uh, have room to go before we, um, have fulfilled everything that 213 Hoops is going to need to get off the ground. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, that's basically it. It's just a way to support the site every month. Well, that's awesome. So access to the site, like you were mentioning, there's no paywall. I'll be able to comment on the site, comment on the post, just like I would before on Clips Nation through SB Nation, just like I would normally, right? Yeah, absolutely. So some, So like, let's say you've never heard of Clips Nation or 213 Hoops before and you just like Google the Clippers and you come across it, you could still click onto the site for free. You could sign up for an account for free. You could leave comments for free. Um, everything is going to be out there for everyone to access because we want, right, if for, for you know, I think I, I don't want to speak for Robert, but I think I'm speaking for Robert. I say what's really important for us about this is the community. And so if we as soon as we start restricting access to the community, we lose big portions of what makes this project meaningful for us. So we want it to be free for everyone and we are asking and hoping and trusting that uh, those who are 
able to and are invested in the community will make small these small monthly contributions on Patreon um, to help it stay afloat kind of for all of us for the common good. Cool. Robert, do you want to speak for Robert? <laughs> you have uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with Lucas. I mean, it was tough getting that news because, you know, I've spent so much time at Clips Nation and, you know, I've written over a thousand articles. Lucas, I believe, has written somewhere over 1,300. Uh, that's a lot of time spent writing and editing um, and watching games and, and clips and all that kind of stuff. Um, but really made it tough was losing the community. I mean, I already have a full-time job and I had a previous full-time job that I got through writing and all the writing that I did at Clips Nation. Um, so it's not really about lack of work and even a lack of place to write about basketball. I really enjoy writing about basketball and about the Clippers, uh, but you know, it was really great was the community and being able to connect with the community and interact with the community and, and learn and grow with the community. And um, losing that was, you know, kind of far worse than just losing the opportunity to write about the Clippers, um, which I could also know, I guess, humble brag, I don't know. I'm sure I could find another place to write about the Clippers, but it would not be mm -hmm. with a Clippers community, um, at least not one that's been at least kind of homegrown by me. Um, you know, I was not there at the very beginning. And I certainly have not been writing or editing since the very beginning, but I've been commenting, as Lucas said, you know, for a very long time and have been through, you know, quite a few different iterations of the site. So, yeah, I mean, I think we, you know, the hope really is that it's going to be quite similar to Clips Nation in terms of content, in terms of the people writing it will be very, very similar. Um, there will be some, you know, hopefully people we were able to kind of bring out of retirement, you know, with retirement in quotes. Um, maybe a couple new faces and opinions, but really a lot of it will be the same, but we just hope that one, everybody will be getting paid. Um, and two, that, you know, without some of the restrictions from SB Nation, it'll be a little bit more open um, in terms of writing and what we're able to write about and talk about. Um, you know, I think I at least, and again, I don't want to speak for Lucas here, I would probably get a little bit more political um, in terms of the content. I'm not going to turn it into a political soapbox because I don't have the knowledge or the skills to do that kind of stuff, but I would be incorporating more things outside of sports into my writing on a more frequent basis. Um, so little things like that might change a little bit, um, but I mean, I would really expect a lot of the content to be largely the same. We want to keep the community intact. And really, I think the past few years is, is the best the community has ever been. And we want to keep that going uh, onto two and three hoops as well. Yeah, and I mean, I'll, I'll tack on to that point that Robert just made at the end. Uh, you know, we put out a thing for, for Twitter questions about the new site. I mean, I'm not sure how many necessarily we'll get, but one of them was um, from Electric Logan. How will the content on the site differ from that of Clips Nation? And the answer is, you know, we kind of hope that it uh, won't much, at first at least, because we are putting all this energy towards coming up with a new business plan because we have a business now that we didn't have to run before, that we're, we're not really revamping our content strategy. So much of what, like the, the core important things that came from Clips Nation will be the same on 213 Hoops. We're going to have the same staff writing previews and recaps. Uh, we're going to have the same hosts hosting podcasts. We might have a few of, if you're a longtime Clips Nation person, we might have a few of your old favorites writing a little bit more than they used to. So. Um, like Eric Allsgaard is going to be back writing for us. 
Uh, Steve Perrin is, you know, I don't know the extent to which Steve will be involved, but Steve is into this new thing with us. Um, he's, I, again, I don't know like how often I can promise you'll actually see his bylines on the site, but he is moving to the new site with us and he's invested in this project as well. Um, so the hope is that, we, that we'll grow the content because we'll be in charge of our own revenue and we'll be able to go get the writers that we want as, as time goes on and all of that. But the goal is for the content largely to stay the same, I think, on the loop site. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't really have too much to add. I just want to kind of mention off Rob's point. You know, I've been here for about a decade now on Clips Nation. One of my first fan posts was asking if we could have a podcast um, eventually, and, and now we do. And <laughs> like like uh, Rob's mentioned, the community's grown so much over the past few years. You know, we don't have maybe like a, a billion comments on our game threads, but we have very passionate, we have a very passionate community. And that's the first thing I thought of too, kind of when all this stuff with SB Nation happened is I've always, it's always been a labor of love, probably for all of us, but especially for me, I've, I've been very casual on my podcast and my posting, especially dwindled over the past few years while I've been doing residency. Um, but I've always loved doing pods. It's been entirely because I love the Clippers and I love the community. And really, as long as that love for the Clippers and the community can carry on, like, the content is going to keep rolling in and, and, uh, and the community really is what makes us strong. And the community has come out in bunches already and it's been super, super awesome. And it's been awesome to know that just this whole thing with SB Nation isn't tearing down the community. So I just, I have a lot of love towards everybody donating and everybody just kind of making their voices heard. It's just like really super cool. So just a lot of love to everybody listening to this podcast, even just now uh, in the midst of all of this happening. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know if we have any more Twitter questions, but uh, <laughs> if we if we don't, I mean, Lucas, do you have anything else that you kind of want to mention to everybody listening now that we've kind of mentioned a little bit about what's going on and how people can contribute? Um, hmm. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know if nothing comes to mind. I've been... I've I would say so many of these phone calls. Yeah, go ahead, Robert. Yeah, I mean, I would say right. something we actually discussed earlier, um, and I'm I'm very tired, so I'm I apologize if you might have mentioned this <laughs> in your spiel earlier, Lucas. Is that we are also accepting you know one-time fees for people who aren't necessarily oh, yeah. comfortable giving on a monthly basis, which we do understand. Like, you know, I understand even giving a larger one-time fee can, in one sense, be like more comfortable than giving a little bit each month. Uh, so by all means, if you want to give to Lucas or I via Venmo or some other method, um, just a one-time thing rather than a monthly payment, that's absolutely okay. Um, and, you know, in terms of other support, I would say just, you know, keep asking questions uh, for podcasts on Twitter. Um, you know, keep posting and commenting on the new site. Like, that is a form of support that we very much appreciate. And like we said, I mean, it's all about the community and the community doesn't exist without everybody else. So that's the real best form of support is continued readership and commenting and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and I'll say to that point, Robert, um, for folks who are, who are interested in making a one-time contribution, Patreon will charge you like when you sign up, they will charge you. And then it renews on the first of the month for every month going forward. So if you don't want the renewal, what you can do is go on Patreon, um, you know, make a contribution and then just cancel the subscription immediately. And so 
you have only contributed it one time. If you don't want to do that, you can also reach out to us about Venmoing. Uh, I don't, Rob, have you taken any donations on Venmo yet? Um, I have not, but I also don't think I've okay. ever made my Venmo publicly available, so I doubt <laughs> anybody knows what my Venmo account is. Okay, well, so so I've I've I have taken some on Venmo today, and I'm going to be the one who um, we're going to set up a separate bank account for all the two on three hoops revenue, of course, because um, otherwise it would be weird. Um, but so so it'll have a separate account. So I'm going to make a transfer from my Venmo to this account once we have it set up. So if um, folks want to do it via Patreon and then just cancel their subscription or if folks want to Venmo it to me, um, either is cool. Obviously, anyone who is able to support us in any way, we appreciate tremendously. Um, and like Robert said, even if you uh, can't you know, get su support financially, visiting the site, commenting on the site, engaging in the conversation on social media, being around in the threads, like just open up the you know open up the game thread and and send some comments during the game instead of watching with your laptop closed, right? Like engaging in the community is what really makes this important for us. What makes it a really enriching experience for everyone who's involved. And one thing that I don't think I mentioned yet is we are hoping to launch this new site on February first. Uh, we're still having the website built right now and dealing with all of this kind of back office paperwork sort of thing. So we're hoping to launch a new site February 1st. Until then, we will still be on Clips Nation. So in the meantime, in the you know, five weeks between now and February 1st, please keep coming to Clips Nation. You know, we, we're going to be writing, and we like it when people read the things that we write, and we like talking with people about the topics we've selected in the comments of our posts. So like, you know, c come on by. You know, until we're ready to turn out the lights, we really want people to come in and hang out with us. It's not like a, we don't want to give SB Nation click situation. We want to keep the community flowing until it's time for us to shift over to our new home. So, you know, please keep coming to Clips Nation. In the meantime, listening to this podcast, um, all of that good stuff. My last question is like, why can't the Clippers maintain double digit leads? Like what's wrong with the Clippers? Should they break it up? Should they fire Doc? Rob, you can go first. Uh, they should fire Doc. They should hire they should Jeff Van Gundy. And, uh, oh Jeff, Jeff Green is available. Jeff Green is available. <laughs> they so should hire God. Jeff Green as a coach. Uh, no. It's a coach um, uh, I actually, you know, I just recorded an episode of Same Old Clippers with Lewis Keen. Uh, we did discuss this um, a little bit. Yeah, after two losses, double episode. Um, yeah. But, uh, I, you know, it's funny because we are – uh, referred to by uh, Rafa, very longtime Clips Nation uh, commenter <laughs> and former writer, as Eeyore. And uh, Eeyore's <laughs> joint Eeyore, I don't know. Um, I am strangely optimistic about all this. I just can't find it in me to be that concerned about these games. Um, you know, I think there are weaknesses to be found on this team. Um, you know, I think Doc Rivers has not necessarily done a great job with rotations thus far this season. Um, I think that Lou Williams is not has declined somewhat, which is a little bit concerning. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think there are issues, and I think 
the team is a little bit more complacent than it was last year. I don't think they're trying as hard as, as consistently. Um, but I'm really not that concerned. They're 22 and 10, despite playing a really difficult schedule, um, turning over a huge amount of their roster and suffering through some pretty major injuries. Uh, overall, yeah. they're sitting pretty good. Like their trend of blowing leads is not great. Um, but the fact that they're amassing these double-digit leads means they're doing something right. And I, I just, I'm really honestly not that concerned. And while I do think there are moves that could improve the team, both internal and external, um, I kind of want to see how this team looks while healthy um, with Jamichael Green and Landry Shamit, um, you know, back on the roster and healthy. Yeah, I mean the team just hasn't been healthy. There's no, there hasn't been consistent continuity with that with a healthy roster. The number of games in the back-to-backs, especially in this month, has just been brutal. I mean, and the back-to-backs obviously take away Kawhi Leonard, which take away from the continuity. I'm not stressed about this, Lucas. I know you're a big Jeff Green fan, so would you like to tell us a little bit about his career as a as a player? <laughs> well, you know, I really think he has the potential to be an all-star. Um, <laughs> as he's 33 and people keep saying he has uh, right, anyway um, right. I you know I think like that that last point about the back like it feels like is it 2007 why are we playing so many back-to-backs like this is supposed to be the know. like player friendly schedule and maybe it's just more glaringly obvious because Kawhi sits and so I like dread the back-to-backs more than normal but um you know, with, with all of the, like, ticky-tack injuries that the Clippers have had, like, Pat has missed games, Lou has missed games, Landry missed a bunch of games, Paul George missed the first chunk of the season, and McGruder missed games, Jeff Green missed a chunk of games, Patrick Patterson missed a chunk of games. Like, everyone in the rotation, except for, what, Harkless, Zubats, and Trez, has already missed yeah. multiple games this season, right? Like, that's pretty – everyone in the top 11, eight of the Clippers' top 11 guys, have missed multiple games so far this season. So they've just been constantly shorthanded. And then you play back-to-back, so you're shorthanded and tired. And then you take Kawhi out for the second night because of his, um, his injury that he can't let him play back-to-backs. And all of a sudden now you're like an extra guy shorthanded, plus it's your best player. And it's the night that you're tired that you're without him. So we've just been like – like the Clippers have had – I think a rough go of it so far. And like Robert said, you want to give them a chance to show what they can do when they're healthy. But I do think that there, there are some things that, that concern you even beyond. Uh, I think, I think there's definitely things that you can point to and say, these are weaknesses of this team, even when we haven't seen them really get a chance to get rolling at full strength yet. We may not know how urgently those weaknesses need to be addressed, but I do think that there are weaknesses. Um, I think that doc, over relies on Lou and Trez. Uh, and I think that that is going, there could be situations in the postseason where the Clippers lose games on the defensive end because Doc is over relying on Lou and Trez instead of just letting Paul and Kawhi run the offense, like have most of the possessions late in the game and play positive defenders like Patrick Beverly and Zubots at the guard and center position. So it'll be interesting to see maybe the Clippers kind of need to move one of those two bench guys just so that there's one less minus defender playing big minutes. Um, I'm also very worried about Mo Harkless hitting shots in the playoffs, which has been like the plague of his career. Um, You worry about 
if Trez is struggling defensively, Zubats is a good rim protector, but he's not super versatile. So maybe they need to kind of get whichever one of them ends up getting shipped out in a trade. Maybe they need an upgraded center at some point. And then you say, well, at point guard, you know, they could use someone who's more of a facilitator, runs a cleaner offense. Um, also, they could just use another body at point guard because Patrick Beverly is kind of, you know, reckless. And I say that in a loving way, but he's a guy who's going to miss games from time to time. And he always has throughout his career. And if he's out in the playoffs, the Clippers don't, you know, I like Derek Walton Jr., but uh, I'm not, I don't feel great about him starting playoff games for the Clippers. I don't feel great about right. Lou Williams starting playoff games at point guard either. So, yeah, there, I think there's things to talk about. You know who's cuttable? Clippers, what? Who's waivable is Jerome Robinson. <laughs> well, yeah, Jerome we Robinson? don't have to go to <laughs> What's the percent chance? Is there a percent chance the Clippers just waive him this year? Here's what, here's what I think it would take. Um, so I don't think they'll just cut him. So I, don't think, I don't think it's imminent because, first of all, they already picked up his option for next year. Yeah. So that's like whatever it is, $4 million in guaranteed money for next year. Um, also, because he has that like $3.5 million contract, most of the fake trades that I come up with in my weird salary cap poisoned brain include him because you're throwing in a guy who is like, you know, 13th on the depth chart, but has, you know, three and a half million to kind of help make trades happen. Um, but I do think if the Clippers made like a, I think he's, I think he would get thrown into almost any trade that they make. Um, and I think that if the Clippers made a trade where they sent out one guy and got back two guys, which I don't see happening because the Clippers probably need to make a trade that consolidates like three role players into one really good starter versus breaking like taking Mo Harkless and trading him for two role players who each make less. But if they make a trade where they send out one guy and they bring in two guys, I feel like Jerome would be the casualty for the roster spot. Um, Cause I mean, Derek Walton jr. Is, you know, better. He's better. He's better. And yeah. he's at a position where like, you're going to need that, that guy at point guard to play minutes. Now I suppose if the, if the Clippers made a trade, where they send out one guy, they bring back two. You got to ask who are the two, because if they bring back another reliable point guard, yeah, then Derek Walton Jr. might become really, really expendable. I agree, um, and I mean, I think it would probably be for either a point guard or a center. Um, the other option, which I'm not sure how the mechanics of this would work, but if it would be a center, for example, um, I think another option could be waving um, Jonathan Motley and then bringing Walton back as a two-way player. Um, I think that's yeah. something the Clippers could do um, because yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see it with Jonathan Motley um, and Walton is also just better than him. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, not to get too far into the weeds here, and there, we have a couple more comments about the new site um, to tune to before we wrap up. But, um, you know, we do dump on Jerome a lot, so I don't want to hit him too hard. Uh, but Derek Walton getting, <laughs> getting minutes over him is really bad. And probably has not been talked about enough. It's really bad. I, I'm a huge Derek Walton fan. I was talking about the Clippers signing him back in Summer League. Um, he's one of my favorite Michigan players of the past decade, um, which has been a very successful decade of Michigan basketball. Um, him getting minutes over a second-year lottery player. Um, and the thing is, the worst thing is, is that Jerome theoretically fits 
what the Clippers are looking for, which is shooting and playmaking off the bench. Um, it actually fulfills those needs better than Walton does. But, um, yeah, it's bad. It's, it's really bad. Um, yeah, it would, it would be one thing if Walton was playing over him, like, when the Clippers need a point guard because Patrick Beverly has a concussion. But Walton is just playing over him, like, as a rotation guard when we need a depth piece. Like, you know, I, I, Doc is at a point right he's now better, where, he's better at He's better at everything, really, right now. Yeah, Rome can't hit anything, so. Like, I think Doc is at a point right now, and I agree. Like, I support Doc in this decision where, let's say if, you know, if the Clippers were down a guard, I would rather move Lou over to shooting guard on the second unit and play Walton as the backup one than keep Lou as the backup one and just slide Jerome into backup two, right? So it's not just when Beverly's out and the Clippers don't have a point guard. It's any time that there's an opportunity for a guard to be getting minutes, I would rather have Derek Walton in at guard than Jerome Robinson. Even someone else who's small, even if it's, like, like I said, Walton and Lou Williams or Walton and Patrick Beverly, that's a better combo for winning basketball than Robinson and Lou Williams or Robinson and Patrick Beverly. Yeah, it's yeah. not, it's really not great. Um, it's, it's truly not great. Um, the interesting thing about Walton before I get accused of fawning too much is um, the fascinating thing about him and something I do want to write about if I ever have the time is how in the draft and scouting process um, and even in the NBA, um, upside, especially defensively, is often highly tied to um, athletic, you know, uh, you know, measurements and dimensions physically. And Derek Walton Jr. is a great example of sometimes just being smart and being basketball savvy is way more important because that dude is 5'11 and is not particularly athletic. He is, I'd say, a positive NBA defender. Um, because he knows where to be and tries really hard um, and is communicative in helping teammates also move around the court. Um, you know, nobody is going to mistake him for, you know, Pat Beverly or really any other, you know, that level of player. But, um, you know, I think that's just an interesting argument compared to a player like Andrew Wiggins, for example, who was supposed to have like this all defense level upside coming out of college and Derek Wallen Jr. is a better defender than him, despite all of Wiggins' athletic advantages and physical advantages, because sometimes you just can't teach smarts and defensive awareness and stuff like that. But anyway, off my Derek Walton soapbox. Um, do you well, guys but, have anything? But we get, there's one of those guys in every draft, right? There's yeah. a 5'11 guy who was like a four-year player at a blue-blood college program who falls in the draft because his upside is so limited by his size and athleticism. And one of them who, like, I feel like every draft there's one of these guys, right? Like Monty Morris, right? Um, I don't know. Maybe not every draft. <laughs> but, but I just, I yeah. feel like the, these are guys that are overlooked. And we get to the point where, like, I mean, who would you rather have on your team if you're trying to win basketball games? Derek Walton Jr. or Kevin Knox, right? Like, and Kevin Knox went top 10. I don't know. Uh, Fred VanVleet is another one. Yeah, one hundred percent. Fred VanVleet, Wichita State. Yeah, undrafted. Was he, absolute. Stud. He wasn't even drafted. He was undrafted, right? Fred VanVleet was he? Well, where was he drafted in his draft? I can't even remember. I don't know if he. VanVleet was undrafted. Monty Morris, I believe, went late in the second round. It's incredible. 
Um, yeah, and, and Walton was undrafted as well, right? So, um, and I mean, even Patrick Beverly was like a, a like pick fifty six or something, I think, wasn't he? So, and he did. Then he got cut from Miami and went and played overseas right. before he came back. Right, right. So it's it's very much like, and not saying that that these players are all the same in terms of on court style, but it's like these kind of undersized point guards who are gritty that just get totally overlooked because of size and athleticism. And, and yeah, you get the Shea Gilders Alexanders who have the size and athleticism at the point guard position that are absolute monsters in terms of talent. But you get a lot of guys who get picked because of measurements who just don't have it, just plain do not have it. Yeah, Rob, were you mentioning that we had any more Twitter questions or anything like that? So there were a couple more, actually. Let me, let me go back and find them. <laughs> Um, sorry, I need to scroll through. Okay, here we go. Um, so one of them isn't really a question. It's just uh, from Frankie. Uh, when we move to Inglewood, we will no longer be part of the two-on-three, um, which I guess is true. Um, but uh, let's not count chickens before they hatch. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, my, my res- just- go ahead, Rob. Oh, it's just a cool sounding name and it has the Kawhi PG thing, which I guess could also yeah, be outdated in a few years, but I don't know. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, my thing would be, um, you know, all right, well, yeah, maybe it becomes outdated. Like we can talk about changing the name in 2024, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but for now, yeah. this is what we, this is what we got. So even if it, let's say it's three, you know, three years of Kawhi and PG, and then they both leave, and then the clip, you know, the Clippers move to Inglewood and whatever. We can come up with a new name for a new blog, or it can be the same blog, and we can just change the name. You know, it happens. Um, I think. Yeah. Um, or the current the blog that's currently Orlando Pinstripe Post for the Orlando Magic was for a while was like thirdquartercollapse.com, but then they got Dwight Howard and got really good, and so they changed the name to Orlando Pinstripe Post, and now they've rolled with that for the last. You know, I got it's been a decade now, but oh yeah, it's been a long, long time. But um, yeah, so but so we can you know we can always change the name if something comes up. But I think this is a really good fit right now for the team and the community, and it's also the Clippers are like kind of driving their marketing this way, so it fits the sort of conversation and atmosphere around the organization well, and it kind of like embodies the fact that we want the site to be focused on like the community. So I, I think it's a really cool sounding name and a kind of a good fit in terms of what we're going for. Yeah. Um, and just really quickly, we only have a couple minutes left um, here. Uh, but the last question was from uh, Tim Richter, which is, is there a community of other NBA bloggers that you'll link to? I enjoy that feature of SB Nation. So um, there have been at least tentative discussions with the other uh, quote unquote outcast sites, which would be Sacktown Royalty, uh, Silver Spoon Roll, and Golden State of Mind regarding a loose joint collaborative effort. Um, I'm not sure where those sites and those writers are with creating their own sites. I know certainly um, at least Golden State of Mind and Sacktown Royalty have writers who are, I believe, somewhere in the planning stages of a site. Um, And, you know, I think certainly some kind of partnership with those sites could be cool. Um, I do know several people at each of those sites um, and something like that could be useful. But if not, I mean, on our pods, especially on same old Clippers, we're going to keep bringing on guests. Um, we can keep having on, you know, in the playoffs, having on playoff contributors, even if they're still from SB Nation sites. I mean, 
we can't still collaborate, you know, it doesn't mean all collaboration with those people has to end. Um, but yeah, that's what I would say for that. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're running out of time here. Do you guys have anything else you'd like to say about uh, the new site or about the Clippers? Uh, I just want to say, good. yeah, I, I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who has contributed yeah. so far and who's going to contribute in yeah. the coming days. It, it really like means a lot to Robert and I to be putting a lot into this and then to be able to see this and see that like, wow, this, you know, this thing that means so much to us means so much to so many other people too. It's really humbling. It's really awesome. It just feels really great to be a part of it and to be so supported. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks to everybody for listening. I want to thank the community. I want to thank these guys, Rob and Lucas, everybody listening. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And as always, go Clippers!